Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about all things insurance, including current events, trends, and strategies for success for independent agencies and carriers. Each episode provides listeners with tips and tricks you can immediately implement from Rick and other leaders from across the industry. And now, here's Rick. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and today, no introduction necessary, but I'll do one anyway for my man, Jason Walker. I am very excited to have this conversation. Jason and I have known each other for quite a while. Jason is a is who is one of those guys that just knows the industry, helps the industry, love having these kind of people on the show. He's the founder and CEO of Agency InsureTech, a member of some advisory boards, was the co-founder and managing partner of Smart Harbor before the exit. One of my favorite people from Ohio. Jason, thanks for being on, my man. Appreciate it, Rick, and appreciate everyone that's listening today. Thanks for this opportunity. So the, the be- I, I kind of gave you that intro, Jason, but I kind of like to tee this up in a way that people get to know the, the guests a little better. And so I'd love to hear your journey. How did, how did we end up where we are today? How did Jason Walker get from wherever to this, to this point in your career? Yep. I feel like uh, people will ask, how did you end up in insurance or did you start there? And then usually the common answer is no. And that's my common answer. I was really engaged in the digital marketing technology space, focused primarily around uh, websites, SEO, paid advertising, all the kind of table stakes stuff in the digital marketing space and was supporting industries like automotive and then went into more of B2B franchising and then ultimately ended up in the insurance space when I met Nationwide Insurance, which is in our backyard. And they had just acquired Allied Insurance and were working on solutions for their independent agencies. And we built some solutions there and really just doubled down on the space so much so that we shed ourselves of automotive and franchising ultimately. And that got you to uh, Smart Harbor, I'm guessing at that point. Yeah. It did. Yep. yep. And got then me. the exit from Smart Harbor. And then now we're, we're kind of, you're off on your own, which is, which is impressive, but I mean, what's the, what was the thinking and how is that feeling and how's it going? Yep. Appreciate that. The, the thinking was, you know, I was playing again in the table stakes space, which there's nothing wrong with it, but agencies are much more complex than just your websites and your digital marketing advertising. And the questions that would commonly come up uh, even while at Smart Harbor were, all right, Jason, thanks for maybe getting people into the funnel, but I need to complete that process and I need to focus on renewals after that process. What do you tie into or integrate with that ultimately enables a better experience for our customers and our agency base? And that question recurring told me I need to play more in the broad spectrum mm-hmm. and help agencies connect with techs that do all of the things they were asking me for that I couldn't service at Smart Harbor at the time. Well, and, and I, knowing you and knowing what you're doing with some of your customers and, and, and what you're doing for the industry as a whole, I say kudos to you. Uh, Thank and, you. and it is a very needed piece of this puzzle. Um, anyone who's listened to this show before has heard me say that agencies need to be planning. They need to be making moves. They need to be, have a strategy in place. And people like Jason out there are the ones that are helping them. For those that, you know, let's just say started as a, a producer, and now find themselves as an agency owner, 
that doesn't mean you instantly have everything you need to be a business, you know, to run a business. So people like Jason come in, help you build that strategy and, and take your agency from, hey, we're kind of stuck in third gear here, doing fine, to wow, the, the sky's the limit and now we're taking this thing out for a real spin. So uh, really happy that you're doing what you do. And Jason, I think it's, a, it's an amazing um, opportunity for, for you. And I think it in turn is a great place for people in our industry to look for support and guidance and consultation as it relates to growing their business. So uh, congratulations on your successes. Uh, always happy to have this conversation. I've, I've tried to I've tried to wrangle you over here to Vertifor a couple times. And each time you've said, uh, wow, thank you for the offer. But at the same time, I kind of am digging what I'm doing. So congratulations on all the successes. Thanks, Rick. And you and I have become friends over the years yep. because we've been doing similar things and just watching uh, everything that's taking place at, at Vertifor as well as your leadership over there. Like it's, it's not an easy say, thing to say no, but that also means that uh, some pretty cool things are happening with agency yep. and sure tech and the agents that we support. All right. So let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about kind of the philosophical things that you're thinking of as it relates to technology, as it relates to how technology is, is used or adopted or not used or not adopted in this space. And I think when you and I were having a conversation recently, we were talking about maybe the simplification of the tech in insurance and while the, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea that I mean you don't need tech and you need to go back to the dark ages, that is not what I mean. But there's so much noise, there's so much clutter. Uh, you can you you can get you can get stuck in just the the absolute volume of things that are going on in the tech space as it relates to insurance. Talk to me about your thinking on simplifying that that the whole process and the and the way to look at technology if I'm if I'm in the insurance business. Yeah, I published an article uh, a few months back saying that the first rule of technology is to not talk about technology. And I carry that theme and spirit through to my agency partners when working with their teams. And we're trying to solve for, you know, what could make your life easier or more simplified if you were able to maybe automate portions of a process. And let's just talk about the pain points. Let's not really even address right now all of the brands that we continue to hear about that are getting funded or acquired or whatever, because that is the easiest part. Backing into a technology, there's plenty of them. And yeah. so let's start more so with the challenges that we face as agencies. And that helps simplify the discussion and then allows us to take the journey on, here's the text that could probably do that. And in some cases, to be fair, it's not a technology discussion at all. It's more so about internal workflow processes, adoption of things that already exist, and then appending with a couple more technologies to help out. So Jason, people are out there, they're skipping steps because they hear about something that works and they haven't yes. backfilled sort of the idea of what are we trying to accomplish. And I think that when, when you and I were chatting recently about this, I think the part that I thought was so like refreshing and, and I kind of went, oh, I like that is is you ask the question, what do I not want to do anymore? <laughs> and, and, and when you look at it in those terms, I, it's a great, it's a great question because I mean, the first thing is I don't want to pay taxes. I, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to work maybe, but, but as it relates to my agency or my business, cause this, this could be for any business. We just happen to be in the insurance space. What, what is it that I don't want to do anymore? What's 
bogging me down, not, not, and not how to fix it or just, just what is it? Is that kind of where you start for easy question to ask where you can get people thinking in a certain way? Yes. Yep. That's exactly it. I, I don't even know how to quite build on that other than to say, you know, what would you stop doing to create a better life for the people around you and yourself, as well as servicing better outcomes. And that's really it. It's how do we take a simple question and answer it simply, and then ultimately arrive at some results that are tangible because, you know, we can live in the world of the gray area, all we want in the subjective feely type stuff. But sometimes it really just comes down to these two to three decisions for me make a world of difference and I just need to arrive at them. And if you work that, if you, you reverse engineer the, the result, which is what you started with, which was let's not start with this technology, let's start with the plan. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and you kind of layer in the idea of what do I not want to do or what is bogging me down? What, do, what piece of the day do I want to fix? It, it starts to clarify. You get some clarity there, I think, as an agency. And then if you, you, know, you work with someone like Jason or you have someone in your organization that thinks in those terms, you, you get to a point where you are like, okay, wow, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Am I right thinking in that way? Yeah, you're absolutely right thinking. And that, that leads to a couple of, uh, uh, I think, places that agencies then immediately start to focus on. And there's probably, I think, maybe four areas to address there. Oh my there. gosh, here we, you know how, Jason, if you've ever listened to the show, you know how much I like lists that are bullets. So you're going to give yes. me four things. <laughs> I am. Okay, so everybody get your pens out, whatever you're writing on, tapping notes on your, on your, on your, uh, on your laptop. We're going to have Jason's four areas to kind of think about. Is that right? It, it's right. And it also validates that I listened to this program, Rick. I just want to make that <laughs> Thank point. You. you and three of your closest friends that listen into the show. I'm just kidding. Thank you to all of our listeners where we are blessed to have all the success that we have and all of the great support. Uh, and thank you for being one of those people, Jason. I don't know if you do that because you like the content or because we're friends, but either way, <laughs> You're downloading, which puts a number on a board somewhere, which we enjoy. So thanks for doing that. All right. So back to this list of four. Start, start me off. What's number one? Uh, culture and people and staff. And so I know that people, you know, there's a ton of publications out there around how to build a better culture. Um, but it's the first place to start within an agency because it's ultimately what drives the agency and differentiates one brand from another. And so even when I'm in front of groups, I'm asking for as many people that are associated with the business to come together in one room, which usually takes about a month of planning in yep. order to get calendars yep. together. <laughs> but the reason to do that is because if everyone is considered in that question of what simplifies your life from a leadership position, you're going to get a different answer from the execution layer. You'll get a different answer in everything in between. But the reason why that's great is because everyone's considered. And then in that plan that you're marching forward with, there really isn't an argument as to whether we do plan A or plan B because you all came together cohesively. And what does that do for you as an agency? If you're building around technology or at least places to help assist with technology, then even from a recruiting perspective, you're setting yourself up to differentiate and say, I've got everything that I can put into your hands if you join my agency that ultimately make your life better so that you can focus on the things that we all know we do best as agents, which is advise our customers. So that culture and people, staff, 
that has to be tackled first. And it's, it's usually a very engaging conversation with a lot of aha moments uh, from every spectrum of the agency. And what it does, it start, I would guess, and you, you can speak to how it's working with you right now currently, but I'm guessing there's a snowball effect there that once you sort of start to get it going, it sort of just builds on itself and you can see literally like tangible differences in a culture within an agency. Is that right? You absolutely can, because it's all about that adoption utilization piece with people at the forefront. So if one of those questions you're asking what you don't want to do anymore is, is you don't want to deal with the, the dagger eyes you get from your staff, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they're working too hard. Well, here's, here's right. uh, point one on the list of four right there. Number one with a bullet is how do we, how do we affect change and positivity in our culture with our people, the, the staff that we have, and let that snowball st- start rolling downhill in a very positive way. That, that's great. All right. Number one, culture, people, staff. Number two, number two, actually, it plays off of what you were talking about as you led into this, Rick, which is, you know, maybe you were a producer that's moved into more of a leadership role. And so by default, you have now a business in your hands and to be able to operate an agency as a business. um, And I've heard some agencies say, I'm not an agency, I'm a business. And I want you to refer to me that way. I appreciate that answer. And I understand what they're driving at. So the fundamental question you're trying to solve is, how do I give myself as a, the principal or in a leadership position more time back in the day mm-hmm. so that I'm not maybe doing the execution layer? There are great people to do that. So to be able to delegate some of that, but not in an offensive way, in a way that says, here's some technology that I've put into your hands that will make your life better. So I can then go out and figure out what are the next three things that we as a business must achieve over the next three to five years. And so to be able to have that time as a principal or a leader, not focus on the intricacies of the day-to-day is extremely important. And we know that with a little bit of technology as an assistance method, we will be able to achieve the goal of giving some time back in the day to those that are ultimately trying to drive the business uh, for the future. And I think where we get stuck in any, in, in life with our kids or, you know, coaching a team or wh- wherever you are, I think the, the, the saying that I always use is uh, give a man a fish and feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime. That yes. delegation point that you're making there, the ability to empower other people in your organization, that's, that is like solid gold right there that that is. is the way you that's how you scale a bit that that's how you turn from a producer into a businessman into a businesswoman into somebody who is scaling their business and using the the like you said the same thing is if teaching people to use technology or bringing in some version of technology that gives back more time that is teaching them to fish. So I, I, I think it's brilliant. I love number two. I'm still, I'm still heavy on number one because of the culture. That's, <laughs> you know, I'm big on that. All right. So we've got one as culture. We got two as stat or um, principals or leaders and how they get more time back into the day. What's number three? Number three is customers. And some people would say, well, you know, that customer experience maybe in your list. I'm not really necessarily doing it from a prioritization perspective, but you could argue in that whole culture, people, staff, that customer fits in there almost as point Mm -hmm. one, but we keep it separate because what we're trying to figure out from the customer perspective is all of the bottlenecks that exist within the interactions that we have as, uh, as producers, as CSRs, as account managers, however, your business is is designed uh, from a hierarchy perspective. 
It's where in those touch points do we delay that experience that we have, that give and take with the customer on the other end? And then again, same question applies. What would you do from that perspective of interacting with your customer that makes you much better advisor to them? And if you don't have particular time set aside, what in the background from a technology perspective can maybe automate some of those activities? And I do not want to simplify an agency and say that everything from a technology perspective can replace you. It absolutely cannot, will not, never will. But the point is, is that in those places that we can solve for some of the mundane rote tasks, we're, we're much better off now for our customer too, because on the other side of it, they're getting communications that are coming in that might be personalized. They're getting outreach immediately after maybe a claim is filed. Certain things that you want to be able to take care of from the agency ultimately have a great effect on the customer on the other side. And that's the that's how you differentiate yourself as an agency, right? That's how we that's take right. an agency that is just down the street. And and I've I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. It's like when I talk to agencies and I ask them what their differentiator is, and they tell me it's their service, and I ask them what that means, and they say, Well, we pick up the phone when somebody calls, that's not gonna cut it anymore. Like in today's world, not only like all of these things we're talking about, giving back more time and all of that, but at the end of the day, the customer experience, it has to be very, very near the top of the list of things you're trying to create or, or, or make better on a daily basis because the expectation of our customers has changed so dramatically, especially in the last 18 months, right? I mean, now oh, yeah. it is quick, click, click, done is, is not just, oh, that was nice. It's like, if I didn't get to click, click, done, then something's wrong and I don't want to do business there. And that that's, so thinking in those terms, like it's very hard for me to not have customer experience as number one on any list, but to your point, if you create the culture and you give back more time, those things will inherently create a better customer experience. I mean, that's, that's, right. that's kind of, I mean, you have happier people that are bought into what you're doing. You've empowered them. You give them more time in their day to be successful and have good conversations. That is creating a better customer experience. Yeah, I think that's well said, Rick. So, okay, so we got the three. Number four, go ahead, hit it, hit me with it, man. Number four is most would be like, yep, actually nicely rounds it out. It's doing less and making more money, which excites any business owner from the perspective <laughs> yeah, that I'll they're sign able up for to. That. How, how do I sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think your your point too is valid around the customer experience. When I'm thinking about this list now, it is that waterfall effect where right. if you're taking care of your people and your staff and then you're making sure that that frees up time too for the leadership to be able to prepare for the future the customers are happy and they're getting this great experience with and without you at certain moments in their journey you're ultimately going to be doing something less and it frees you usually up to then innovate to the next step but sometimes you just need to breathe take a vacation do whatever while you're still making money as an agency and mm -hmm. so that inherently should be you know, to cap this discussion off uh, in that number four position. Yeah, it's great. I, I think this, the list is great. All right, I'm going to recap it one more time. Number one, culture and people. Number two, my as a, as a leader, how do I get more time back in my day? Number three, customer experience. And then number four, sort of, as you said, it's sort of they build on each other, doing less and making more. So I, yes. I think that, like, if you wrote that down, Go take that back to your agency. If you go back to your agency and you think, wow, this is great. This is great in theory, but I need support. I need help. Man, I, 
the guy, the guy that's on this call with me is a guy you should be talking to, like having conversations. I know Jason is constantly in help mode. Like he's wanting to help agencies get better all the time. He's works with carriers. He has customers across the whole distribution channel. So getting, getting in touch with Jason, having conversations, I think is a great thing. Um, Jason, if people do want to reach out, they want to say, yeah, let's, let's, let's further the conversation. What's the best way to get a hold of you? I just will provide uh, a, a, a URL. So it's just agencyinsuretech.com. And I'm going to spell that out because we all have different ways of insure tech. <laughs> we it's went through a- this, you and I did on this. <laughs> we absolutely did. Uh, it's agency, as we would expect. Insuretech is I-N-S-U-R-T-E-C-H.com. So agencyinsuretech.com. And you can and I would hope that I would be doing this by now. And I am, I have my calendar available and you can book time and we can have a discussion. That's great. And as, as, as with me, uh, it would be, it would behoove you to be connected with Jason on LinkedIn as well. He posts great content uh, and is another way for you to get a hold of him. Jason, you're the man. This is awesome. I think this is such a great um, like crash course that I hope gets people thinking in terms of, you know, what, you know, cause I think we get into our busy days, right. And we, and we, and we just get from the start to the end and we go home, we come back and we go from the start to the end and taking a pause and, and, you know, sort of checklisting those four things and saying, okay, are, are we doing a good job? What is, when I ask myself that question, what would I, what do I want to do less of, or what do I not want to do in the, in, in the business? That's the kind of conversations that really good agencies are having and really, really good agencies are, are raising their hand and saying, we might not be great at that right now, but we, we can get better. And with people like Jason out there, there are resources. So I think this is, I think this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. My friend, this has been great. Appreciate having you on. We will definitely have you back. Uh, But thanks for being here, my man. All right. Thank you too. I appreciate it. Thanks for everyone for listening. So don't forget to subscribe to the VIP podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Also go to vertifor.com, click on the resources tab, click on podcasts and subscribe there as well. You get bonus content, connect more deeply with us. And also make sure you're connected with me on LinkedIn. It's a great place to have access to not only some of the other content that I do, but any of these podcasts. So become part of the community, become part of the VIP family. Thanks again, everybody for listening. Thanks to our guest, Jason Walker and him dropping some great knowledge on you. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and join in on the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter at Vertifor.